BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, Freckled Foodie fam. Today, we are joined by Sif Hader, who is the co-CEO and co-founder of Array, an all-natural wellness and supplement brand that is formulated to work in under an hour which is honestly a pretty rarity in the supplement industry. They have two products as of right now, but she teases they are launching a third. Um, Their products are bloat and calm. Digestive issues and anxiety are often interlinked. So they have created supplements to help with that. Um, I really loved getting to know Sif. This is the first time meeting. I felt like we completely just like hit it off. She also is a podcast host, which is just so awesome to have on as a guest because they just get it. We did a podcast swap, so stay tuned for when I am a guest on the Dream Bigger podcast. But today's episode gets into being like a co-founder in today's world, how they created this product, what led to the interest in wanting to create the product, what it's like co-founding a company with your husband, because I cannot imagine like the inability to turn off and leave work at the quote-unquote office must be so difficult. We also dive in a lot about our personal like histories with digestion and food and how that ties into anxiety and also about the act of manifesting and journaling and how we try to best navigate our anxiety, I guess. Um, And I really liked her tangible tips when it comes to the act of manifestation and actually is something I've shifted in my way of journaling, which we get into. So this episode goes a bunch of different directions, but I really fucking loved the conversation. So I hope you guys do as well. Without further ado, here is Sif. Come on in, take a seat. Sif, thank you so much for joining us. I'm really excited to chat. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat. <laughs> well, this is so fun. And we were talking about this off mic of like doing a podcast swap with another podcast host and the ability to just like sit down and know, like you just get it, yeah. you know? Yeah. The conversation flows so easy and, so you know, easily. it's conversational, which is important and, yep. you know. And this is our first time meeting for listeners. So I always like to like give that context. Mm-hmm. If I'm like, this is my best friend, this is someone I I know this is our first time meeting. So this is our first time meeting. But um, we were vibing before. Oh, totally this, vibing. So I'm, yeah. I'm into it. Agreed. Um, 
I have so many questions because I think a lot in my like research of you and your company, I do think a lot of stuff overlaps for us in terms of mental health, um, like how we now style our life, transitions, dealing with digestive health issues. So there's a lot for us to get into. For people listening who may not be familiar with Array, your company, can you give us just a little backstory of A, what the product actually is, but then B, like why and how you founded it? Because I'm really interested in the latter. I've tried it. I love it. But I'm really curious, like, what that process was like actually founding a company, because to me, that is so daunting. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'll give everyone (laughs) the whole backstory, my whole life story. But We love it. um, Array is essentially 100% natural targeted supplements that work in under an hour. Um, We are formulated by a naturopathic doctor and just like the highest quality. And we really wanted to create products which would help people feel like the best version of themselves. So, you know, we are all familiar with supplements that we take over a long period of time and they're, you know, helping with longevity and just like you almost notice it when you don't take it. Yep. If if even that. But for us, we really wanted to create solutions to everyday issues that help like that kind of stop people from feeling like the best version of themselves. Right. So um, our two products that we launched with are bloat and calm and bloat is for all things digestion and calm is for all things anxiety. And, you know, the reason we chose these two products specifically is because we found that everyone under the sun was either bloated or anxious or both. Literally every female in the world, every female in the world. (laughs) And interestingly enough, these are two problems that plague women more than men, and Mm -hmm. the two are very closely interlinked. So we really wanted to ensure that you could take our product on an as-needed basis instead of every single day for the rest of your life to see results, and that you'd see results quickly. Because you can't function at your optimum if like these things are like, you know, just digging away at you. And so that's kind of what we wanted to solve for. And so the story behind like why, like my why behind this company is that I had a very poor immune system for the entirety of my life. I was always that girl in high school who was taking sick days. Um, They actually, like, in my high school at one point, they called up my parents and they, like, threatened basically to suspend me because they thought I was just taking days off for fun. So I always had, like, doctor's notes, always just, like, quite like very like weak immune system. And so, you know, I was on this hamster wheel of getting sick, antibiotics, getting better, doing it all over again, over and over and over again. And in my early twenties, I ended up fracturing a rib from a chronic cough. And yeah, yeah, that happens to like, you know, geriatric patients, you know, not someone who's like 22, 23 years old. And when I went to my doctor, I was prescribed codeine, which you know, like, okay, quick fix, fine. I won't cough as like crazily, but what then? And that was the answer I wasn't able to get from any doctor that I'd ever seen. And so, you know, this was seven, eight years ago before wellness became a hot topic. It was Mm -hmm. very like woo, weird, crunchy granola kind of vibes. I'm on a very similar storyline. Yeah. So, you know, you really had to be your own guinea pig. And so that's really what I did. I started to go down this rabbit hole of researching 
all things holistic health and wellness, mm-hmm. reading what functional medicine practitioners had to say, naturopathic doctors, and really started to experiment with herbs, minerals, and vitamins. Started to see huge shifts in my immune system. Like I felt better than I ever had in the past. And I was like, wait a minute, if I can do this for my immune system, I wonder if I can like also play around with things for my digestion and fatigue and all of these other issues. And I come from like a product background, okay? So like, you know, I was a blogger, I worked at a magazine, so I was always touching and feeling things. And Mm -hmm. beauty was like a real focus for me. And so I was like, wait, as a consumer, I can go into Sephora and find anything under the sun for whatever skin concern I have. And I'm excited to treat my skin right. But wellness is this like weird convoluted topic where like people are okay with feeling subpar because they think that there's no better way, right? Because it's like, oh, like your digestion is off, but we must live like this. (laughs) Imagine thinking the same thing about your acne, or yeah. like your dark circles. I just want to jump in for a second. This is so interesting because I struggled immensely with digestive health. And like my listeners know, I mm-hmm. that's what honestly started my entire shift of career yeah. and company from finance. And I was with, I was just on a bachelorette this past weekend. And one of the girls who was like my high school, my childhood best friend's work friend. So mm-hmm. like we had met maybe once. Yeah. We were talking whatever. And she's like, oh, I'm so bloated. And I was like, oh, talk to me. Mm-hmm. Like, let's go. Oh, this is my story. Like, I can help you. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, I poop, like, I don't know, like, once or tw- once or twice a week. And <gasps> I'm like, shut the front door. I was like, this is what we're going to do. I'm giving yeah. her all of the things that, like, I bring with me on bachelorette trips. Like, she already texted me yesterday. She's been taking, like, already some of the stuff I gave her. But to your point, like, it's so, unfortunately, because so many specifically females suffer from this and yeah. experience this, we've almost created this, like, normalization yes. of it. And it's so bizarre to me. And by the way, like, TMI, but I was your, this girl that you yeah. just met. because I don't believe in TMI, so we lay it all out there. <laughs> honestly, I remember, um, like, right before I got into all of this, my brothers and I, like, we'd go on family vacations and they would be laughing at me being like, oh, like, um, she, like, never goes to the bathroom. So, like, she just, like, reabsorbs it. You know, I was like. <laughs> no, I think about that all the time. Where does the poop Yeah, go? I'm like, where is it? Anyway, yeah. so, like, I was that person. I had, like, such issues. And I was like, nope, this is normal. It's fine. And so, for us, like, our whole thing was that, like, okay, if skincare is so easy to navigate for people, what the hell's going on with, like, wellness, you know? Totally. And so, we like based on my experience, I was like, I know it's possible to create products which can have an impact on people's lives and like have them feeling better really quickly. And so that was really the goal with Array that like we really wanted to create targeted, simplified supplements that would be fast acting, you know, have a naturopathic doctor formulate everything. So it wasn't like, well, who's the formulator, you know, like, is it like white labeled from like a random lab? Like, what the hell is it? And we wanted to make it really beautiful because, you know, we get so excited about like treating our skin, right? Like, why not our bodies? Mm -hmm. Like, that's so important too. So that's kind of like the why behind the company. And we launched in 2020. It's been, I didn't know you launched that holy shit, you've really done well for two years. Oh, thank you. I mean, as an entrepreneur, I don't think you can ever feel that way. Like I'm always like, oh, there's so much further to go, but we've been really lucky. And like, I think that both are products that have really resonated with people and hopefully, you know, anything we produce continues to do so. 
I want to jump in because I think, yes, luck obviously plays yeah. a role, but I also think that like you've worked hard on this. You I've created a good off. product. Yeah. It works. Like that's the reason why it's done well. It's not luck. Yeah. Luck obviously plays a role in everything, but own it. Like you've created a fucking yeah. great product. I mean, we worked our asses off on it. And like, I always believed that like, like from every I don't know, Adam of my being, I was like, no, like people are going to love this. And I just, mm-hmm. like, I feel like I, I just knew in my, on my, in my insides. Yes. And so it right now it's just more so about like, okay, like just getting it out to more people. Cause we know that our products are amazing and we yep. stand by them and we've put in a lot of work. So isn't that the best feeling when you're like, I know this will resonate. I know this, I know people need this, like that actual feeling you have inside your body of like, I need, I need to do this. I, th- I oh, talk yeah. about it when I was like considering quitting my job. It it originally was like, I want to, yeah, maybe. And then it was like, how can I not? Yeah, like, it's, like, it's like flip. a duh. It, it's like, of course I have to. And I also felt this in a weird, not in a weird way, but when I was pregnant and doing like I, I was experiencing only these crazy symptoms and I felt like no one was talking about the reality of pregnancy. And I kept saying like, what the fuck is happening to my body, mm-hmm. to everyone in my life? And it clicked to me and I was like, I'm going to start a series. What the fuck is happening to my body? And I remember filming it being like, this will hit. Like, I know that this will resonate. And I remember when I first shared that video, it did so well. And like still, one, there was my top performing content I've done because you know, like, you know, in your being that something is what you should be doing. It's coming from like an authentic, like genuine place. Like it's like, there's a purpose behind it. And I feel like when you know that within yourself, like things have a way of like working themselves out. So yeah. Yeah. I believe in like manifestation. Oh girl. But but I, okay. So I would love your take because I believe in it to an extent. Mm -hmm. Like I'm someone that's like, yes, I believe in it, but I'm also a realist. And like, I think sometimes on social media, we're like, I manifested this. And I'm like, okay, well, did you, did you manifest it? Or did you just like do other things that led, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think with manifestation, there's like, and I could go, this is like a whole other conversation. No, I want to get into it. I'm obsessed with manifestation, but I think I'm with you, by the way, I'm like a very much a realist as well. But I think that the way manifestation has been painted to people, like, especially I think with social media and stuff, it's like, oh, you can positive think your way into this scenario. And like, oh, like you can just sit on your chair and meditate (laughs) on a thought and then it just happens. No, like a big part of manifestation is inspired action, right? Mm -hmm. So like, you know, every part of a ray, like, yes, I dreamt of this company. Yes. Like a lot of the things that I have wanted in terms of like, who's talked about the product, how it's made someone feel. Those are all things that have transpired, but I didn't just sit there and right, like, hold, your ass yeah. Off. And like, there was a series of things that I felt like, okay, like I feel like I should do this. And like, then, you know, these are the different steps I'm going to take. It was like quite methodical as well. So I think that with manifestation, yes, it's like the belief, but it's not just like the belief alone. It, that's, totally. not, that's not enough. <laughs> and I think that's where it gets lost. And that's where I think some people either are like, well, fuck this. This is not real. And like, yes, there's a lot of privilege. I think that also plays into the conversation of manifestation. But I think that it is so tied into dreams and working towards something and working hard. So what are your, like, I I actually am so curious when it comes to manifestation. A, like, what are some things that you felt you have manifested? Like, if you can get specific. I have, like, one story that I can share after. But B, like, what are your actual steps 
in terms of manifestation? Like, how does that logistically look like for you? Um, I feel like I've manifested so much. Like sometimes I'll go back on like journal entries and like one mm-hmm. of the ways that I do it is like I'm, I've am i always inherently been a writer and I feel like that's kind of like a form of meditation for me as yeah. well. So I've been like a journaler for like seven, eight years now. I love journaling. And yeah, it's like so therapeutic, but I'll go back to like journal entries even from a year ago. And like what I'll do is I write about things that I'm hoping to achieve as though they've already happened. So, Same. okay, well, there you go. All right, we're vibe. So, um, <laughs> For example, like when Array was like a tiny like speckle of an idea, I was writing about it as though it were already like a flourishing business, right? I was talking about like when it was like when it was launched, it was like, oh, like it got into the hands of so-and-so and and, like there was – someone talked about it, you know, like those, like mm-hmm. really specific things. And like, I would talk about like how I would feel when something like this happens as though it's already happened and like, like express a lot of gratitude. So I, I feel like a lot of things that have happened with Array have been a manifestation, like things that like a small one, for example, is um, Melissa Wood was the first mm-hmm. big influencer to have ever talked about us. And I just knew that she would like the product. Like, don't ask me how, okay? But, Mm -hmm. like, I knew that, like, you know, this would be a product that she'd resonate with and that she would talk about at some point. And, like, I wrote about that. And, like, I'm shameless about it because, you know, I think that it's important to to do that. Or, Mm -hmm. like, another interesting one is Hailey Bieber, okay? And I... I didn't know how to gift to her, okay? We never did. She ended up purchasing the product, okay? And I just knew... Is that the coolest feeling ever? It was insane. It was insane. Like I, I love her. I, so do I, okay? Yeah. And so things like that, I just put it out. I was, like, really intentional about how I was writing about it. But I always, like, did things. You know, it wasn't that, like... Totally. Oh, like, I want this to happen, but I'm just going to sit on my ass. I feel like... So for me... It's, it's hard to ever, like, put all of this in context, in in words, and, like, explain it all. But for me, there are things where I'm like, I just, I believe and I know that that will happen. And I, like, created a vision board in the beginning. I do one every year. And, like, some things have come true this year from, like, two years ago vision boards. Like, totally. it's not like it's going to happen this year. It's just going it's to gonna happen. It's going to happen at some point. Exactly. So, I put on my vision board, like it was half personal, half work. And my listeners know this, but I put on like a handful of brands I wanted to work with. Nike being like the number one brand I could ever as a lifelong athlete imagine working with. Like Mm -hmm. that's fucking everything to me. And I had them on there and I posted about it, whatever. Nothing happened. Of course, it's not just going to magically happen. But the weirdest thing for me was that I decided, you know what? I'm going to get this framed. Like, why is this some like silly little poster board, like not getting treated well? I want to frame it and I want to hang it. My office is like in our bedroom in a corner. And I was like, I want to hang it on like this small space next to our door. And there's a new frame bridge that opened in our neighborhood. And they had messaged me to come in. I was like, yeah, let's get my vision board framed. Mm -hmm. Perfect. I literally drop it off. Next week, go to pick it up. I am walking home with it in the bottom of our stroller with Liam. Mm-hmm. And my management texts me and says, I just, we just got you an opportunity with Nike. And I was like, shut the motherfucking door. Like the timing of everything. That I know. It's the timing that that's gets where I'm me. like, it's- that is something kismic. Yeah. And that's stuff that happens 
all the time. Like just like random like things that I've wanted. And then like I I do like the like this one thing and then all of a sudden the whole thing happens, you know? Right. And I do believe in law of attraction yes. of, you know, what you're putting out there and the happier you are. I feel even personally, like if I am talking shit or like being negative about something, I do notice that it comes back around and bites me in the ass. For sure. Not even like what I said, but other people putting negative stuff towards me or about me. And like, I don't know. And I, that's I'm a believer. I, I think that also a big part of manifestation is like undoing your shit and totally. like recognizing your shit, you know? So like you you may have certain narratives that you tell yourself, right? Or like certain triggering situations come up and it's almost like the same kind of story. And so you almost have to like sit there and figure out like, why is it that I tell myself this story? Like it's like different versions of the same thing almost. And mm -hmm. then you may have some something that happened to you in the past or like some kind of like, I don't know, like, shitty way that you treat yourself that like yeah. you really have to work on and figure out like why am I like this or like why is this why why do I keep having these thoughts and yeah. like work to heal that as well because again like you can't positive think your way out of like mean things that you do to yourself over and over again you know you have to get to the bottom of why that's happening as totally. well totally do you feel comfortable sharing are there any storylines that like you've told yourself in the past that you've worked through yeah are so working through? yeah i am working through this um and it was like not even a conscious realization that this was an issue for me but um i anytime it i don't even know how to explain it in words but like anytime um, I'm applying for something mm -hmm. or um, something about me is in someone else's hands, okay, I feel like it's not going to happen or like I'm not good enough, right? Yep. And like I was doing – like I am still doing a lot of work on it, but I think like it goes back to like when I was younger, like I'd always be picked last for sports teams or like I wasn't necessarily like the coolest like – kid when I was like really young and I was bullied quite a bit. And so I'm like still working – like around that and like something that I noticed as well is that I I didn't think that I had severe imposter syndrome, but I actually realized that I kind of have it when it comes to my husband and co-founder because he and like we've recognized this and like we are really like respectful and like excited about like how different our strengths are. But like he's such a numbers guy and like just so analytical and like quick to solve problems, whereas I'm way more creative. And so and he's really good at managing people as well, like way better than I am. Um, so like when I see him like doing so well in a certain thing then I'm like, oh, like am I, am I stupid? You know? Yeah. And so, and I didn't realize that that was a thought process that I had, but like one day I noticed myself having a conversation with him and I was like, wait a minute, like this has more to do with me than him at all. Like he never, he never made me feel this way. Like this is just something I'm projecting onto myself. So, you know, like it really is about me, like always doing the work. And sometimes it comes and gets you from places that you don't even know, you know, like comes out of nowhere, comes sometimes. out of fucking nowhere, left field. Yeah. There it is. And so it is about recognizing it. And for me to constantly be doing the work, I know that I'm going to be able to like get past whatever bullshit this is, but like it's, it's a journey. No, I mean, it's so true. It's so much of our childhood that rears its head in adulthood. And what you said resonates with me deeply because I totally understand that feeling. I hate feeling dumb, like hate it. And a lot of that for me stems from having learning disabilities as a kid and like having to go having these report cards that had to get stickers every day for my teachers of how I was behaving and all of that and feeling 
like I wasn't good enough in the classroom. And I mean, for me, like a story I'm constantly working through is that like I am worthy for my work and like I'm not handed things because I think that's a storyline that like has been put on me coming from a place of privilege. And that's confusing for me because yes, of course I'm fucking privileged. I'm hyper aware of it. And it's gotten me, it, it has given me a leg up in many ways, but at the same time, like I do work my ass off and I feel that I sometimes am so hard on myself because I want to prove, like I have a chip on my shoulder where I'm like, well, I have to prove to people that I am working hard. I, I To then the extent where like I'm killing myself working yeah. too hard where like I'm not enjoying life and it's confusing. I, I completely get it. And like another interesting thing is that I always told myself I'm not the smartest in the room, but I can outwork anyone. And Same. that is really an interesting way to think about it because it's almost as though like, but I am smart. You know, yes, I can outwork anyone. But I'm also fucking smart and I can't own that for some reason, you know? And so it's just the same fucking way. Yeah. So it's like, it's interesting, like the narratives we tell ourselves. And by the way, like this realization that I had with like this, like feeling less than sort of situation was actually like as recent as this December. Mm -hmm. And like, cause I was doing some like deep, like work around like spirituality, manifestation, all of that. I was doing a course. And so I was doing like a lot of meditation, like really like long form journaling on like specific issues. And then I was like, holy crap, this is such an unlock because it's like the same pattern anytime something like this comes up. Like it's the same fucking like mean voice, which is like, oh, like just like anxious, just anxious and like mean, you know? And so I think we just all, it's like, it's a journey, you know? Well, it's all a journey. You mentioned journaling. You mentioned your manifestation practice. Like what other things help you mentally work through these? Like as tangible as you can get, because I love giving our listeners like something to- try. So a really, really good tip. And I don't know how this happened. It just happened very naturally one day. I, I noticed myself really anxious. Okay. And like, I don't, I don't remember what it was specifically, but I was really anxious about something random. And so I was journaling and I was like, I started talking to myself in the third person and I was like, Sif, like what's going on? And then I would allow myself to like write what was going on. And then me as though I was speaking to a friend because like, think about when your friend says like whack shit, you know, like you're like, shut them down. Yeah. You shut them down or you're like, you help them like logically think through like some issue that they're having versus like letting them go deeper and deeper into this hole, which at one point you just lose your shit. It doesn't even make sense anymore. (laughs) You you end up in such a fucking alternate universe of like potentially what's going to happen. Exactly. It's so far from reality. It's not happened. Right. And like you just go down this rabbit hole. And so like, I think doing that practice, it just helps like, and I, I found out later that it's almost like it's like a higher self practice because it's your higher self talking to like your ego basically. And Mm -hmm. it's that back and forth, but that higher self of mine, it's like, it's crazy. Like the, the journal really, it like, it like flowed in like a way that I cannot explain, Yeah, but it was as though like my logical, like, I don't know, like calm mind was able to like pull myself out of that, like very like anxious, negative place, which didn't really make a lot of sense. So now anytime I'm, 
um, like feeling that way anytime that happens, like that's a practice I fall back on immediately. Sometimes I'll do voice notes as well. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's a really easy, tangible practice. And you'll be surprised if you start speaking to yourself when you're in that place, like you would a friend, like if your friend is talking about like, I don't know how unaccomplished they feel, like what would you tell your friend that like, you know, these are all the things that you've done, but why do you feel like you've not accomplished something? Maybe it's like one little thing that's bothering you. Let's fix that, you know? Mm -hmm. So no, totally. I, I love that advice. I also, when we talk about what you said of the spiral, for me, something that's always helped because I am a like literal numbers person mm -hmm. sometimes at heart is like, okay, statistically, what are all the worst things that has happened to me? I love Could that. I ever have... Did, were those ever actually where my spiral ended? No. Like my spiral can get really dark and ugly and heinous, but that is never what's happening to me. The actual like bad shit that has happened to me is something I never could have ever dreamt up. Mm -hmm. So like almost live in this like ignorance bliss. Like sure, shit's going to happen. I'm not saying that nothing's going to go wrong. But 99.99%, it's not what you're envisioning in these spirals. Totally, totally. And you can't control it by like thinking about no. it over and over again. So I'm curious, you mentioned your husband is your co-founder. What has that looked like for your relationship? Like what have the pros been? What have the cons been? Because that I think must be difficult to manage and compartmentalize in a sense. So I think the reason we love working together is because we do very different things and there's really no opportunity for either of us to step on each other's toes. Like we do, like, I mean, I told you he's very analytical, like, you know, really good with numbers, good problem solver. I'm completely different. I'm very creative, very like brand heavy, big vision. That's kind of the person I am. So we keep things really separate, but in terms of pros and cons, like, yes, we love working together. And I think between the two of us, we cover such a like vast array of different skills that, you know, we were able to keep the company going just the two of us for a very long time, you know, and um, we're able to manage a lot of different things. But in terms of the cons, I think you just have to be really mindful of the fact that you are working with your partner and to have like certain boundaries. So for example, no matter what, we have date night once a week, you know, um, if I've had like a tough day or like a long day and I just don't want work to come, you know, back home, which is like, I mean, we work at home, right. but like, you know, after the day is done, I don't want to talk about it, you know, being really cognizant and like vocal about that as well. And then um, it's interesting. So Nish and I, we just got back from a trip uh, to Italy. We were there for two weeks for like a friend's so wedding. Jealous. It was I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to itching you to go right now back to Italy on a trip, like oh, itching to the point where I'm going to try and potentially plan one. In hopefully October. you can go. Yeah. I mean, it was like, I didn't realize how much we needed it, but we really needed it. And it was nice to get away because we were in a completely different time zone than our team. You know, like we were able to do fun things and it felt like we were dating again. It was really nice. And so we've like come to this conclusion that like, I think we have to do mandatory time away, like maybe like three times a year mm -hmm. um, where we're just like thrown into a different environment and like we're doing like fun things because at the end of the day, like 
I think that a relationship really needs to thrive outside of your work relationship in order for you to flourish as co-founders. So, you know, everything was great with Nish and I. It's not like, you know, we were like desperate to get away, but like the trip was just so good for us. So sometimes you think that like everything is like fine, but like I think just making time for each other outside of the work relationship is also like really important. I mean, it's kind of comparable to you guys having a child in many yeah. ways. Like that's how I feel with my husband, with our baby, because mm-hmm. it's so easy to get in. And that's why I think this is relatable, whether you're co-founders or parents or whatever you and your partner are doing together. Like it's very easy to get into the hamster wheel of tasks and discussing your work or your child and things that need to get done. And then you're kind of like passing, passing ships in the night Mm -hmm. where like you lose that dating thrill excitement sometimes. And like, I completely agree where I said to my husband, like right now we're just on this constant like summer schedule of Mm -hmm. travel, movie, like all this stuff and trying to fit in work and our social lives and everything where I'm like, we need a trip, the two of us, where our phones are locked away and we can just connect because that connection is so important when it's not focused on something outside of the two of you. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, a date night just isn't enough. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like, it's great, but like, sometimes you need a little bit more than that. And it's, I think it's completely fair. Like as parents, as like co-founder, whatever your situation is to like make time for fun things between two people. Totally. Um, Speaking of you being a CEO or and a co-founder, how has being a CEO in the wellness industry changed the way that you consume as a consumer of the wellness industry? There's a lot of bullshit out there. And I think the biggest thing that I've seen is because I have a very direct line of contact with my uh, with our consumers. And like Nish and I have been really particular about that. We love to chat with our customers. And it's sad to me how, I guess, like, how much diet culture has permeated into everything. Mm -hmm. Like, I, yesterday, um, sorry, not yesterday, like, a a few weeks ago, we're we're doing a new product launch. And as part of that launch, like, I sent out an email to our entire email list being, like, um, the first 10 people to guess what the new product is gets it on me. And, like, you know, it's, like, a nice way to interact with our community. Anyway, so many people sent in their guesses and I was actually quite shocked by the number of people. Like it was still like, it wasn't like hundreds, but it was like still like a number of people who sent in things like diet pill, like weight loss pill. And I'm like, this is so unhealthy. First of all, that companies have even sold you this dream of, you know, you take a pill and like suddenly weight falls off your body and it's all healthy and all good. It's actually like very unhealthy. And if a company is promising that, that's a fucking laxative, okay? It yep. can cause dependency. It can cause severe issues with your bowels forever. You can need surgery. Like, it's really scary, right? And it's very sad to me that these shady companies prey on the vulnerability of women. And so I think that's something I've become cognizant of. Yeah. And the other thing is that it's surprising to me how many people have normalized feeling shitty, you know? Completely. And just because something is common doesn't mean it's normal, you know? Like, people have shitty digestive systems. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean we have to live with that. And just like, that's, that's okay. Like, it's because 
the food quality we're eating has been degraded. Like it's our lives are fucking stressful beyond what we were built to take. You know, there's we're overstimulated. There's like a lot of our factors. world is a dumpster fire uh, exactly. currently. A hundred percent, you know, and all of those things have an impact on our bodies. And so why not want to feel better? You know, mm-hmm. so it's it's just been really interesting to me to see all of these things happening where like some people are like make me really thin, you know, and others are like, but why, why are you talking about the fact that digestion can be optimized? Like we should just be okay with feeling like this. And I'm like, this is very strange. It's something for me that this sparks when you say this is I am in a hundred percent agreement of like, why have we normalized this? We don't have to feel like shit. There are ways to feel better, but the also obsessive side of my brain and my historically obsessed behavior goes to, but I know I can easily take that and run with it and go to the other extent of obsessing over every piece of food in my body, obsessing over how I feel. And I don't know if you resonate with that, but for sure, what, for sure. like, how do you navigate that as a co-founder, not only who I'm sure takes these supplements, but B, as like a consumer in the wellness space, because for me, I do need to constantly remind myself of like, yes, this can help me. Yes, I will have these in my back pocket if something comes up, but I don't need to be continuously, like I just found myself when I was in my like dark days of obsession over wellness. Mm -hmm. So like orthorexic of sorts, I became obsessed with feeling the absolute best I ever could to the point where I was completely deteriorating. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I think like this is, this is like, I think a lot of people have, by the way, gone through a version of this. I know I have. And like, it was actually like severely detrimental to my relationship with Nish at one point, because I remember it was like, I want to say like five, six years ago, I think, um, I was that person who no matter what the circumstance would have to be up at 6 a.m. to go to a workout class and then come home and eat perfectly. And, you know, if I was going out with friends, it was looking at the menu and ensuring that like we've lived the same life. (laughs) Truly, truly. So, look, I, I get it. But I think that a big part of health and wellness is balance, you know, and it mm-hmm. sounds cheesy, but it's true. Like those nights out where maybe you're not, you're sleeping way past your bedtime or, you know, you're eating things that you you don't normally eat, you know, or you're in Europe and like eating like lots of pizza more than mm-hmm. you ever have in your whole life. Those are the things that nourish our souls, you Completely. know? And I think it's, it's really important to give ourselves that because living one way, like either which way, okay? Like if you are just like binging, that's no way to live and neither is restricting. So it really is about finding the middle path. And with us, with array, like something we've tried to do. And like, this is something I'm really passionate about is helping people, people find food freedom as well. Right. So, you know, our products, just to give you a little bit of background, we worked with an eating disorder specialist to develop both our products. Okay. She has the biggest eating disorder clinic in Canada. She's very, very well known. And the reason we worked with her for both these products is because we wanted to ensure that there was no way of any like abuse happening or habit forming because I know what it's like to, you know, have a digestive health product on your hands. And then it's like, you're abusing it to like laxatives, for example, like as a friend of a friend died in 
university by abusing locks. It's like a very scary space. Mm-hmm. So for us, we really like the narrative that we wanted to tell was that, look, you know, anything can make you uncomfortable. And unfortunately, like I think a lot of like obsessive things starts with like, I need to feel like the best version of myself. Agreed. And so I'm not going to eat anything. And like, I'm just going to, you know, be really, really regimented. So for us, it was like, okay, like if you want to go out and have pizza or pasta or whatever it is with your friends, you should be able to do that, you know, and like, Mm -hmm. just feel comfortable and feel happy and enjoy your night and be able to continue with your night or your day or whatever that looks like. So I really do firmly believe that I don't think it's healthy one way or the other. I just, I really think that like, you know, those nights out, like being outside of your routine is good for your soul. It makes you human. And like, we can't just deprive ourselves of that. Completely. And I even talked about this in a past episode with Vanessa Rossetto, where I was saying like, there's one thing, bloat is really fucking uncomfortable. Like as someone who was severely bloated. It's just, you feel like shit. It was like, now I can actually say this because I saw myself pregnant. I looked like I was four months pregnant Mm -hmm. and I hadn't even eaten yet. Like that's how I woke up. And it was so uncomfortable. There's a difference between trying to treat your bloat and becoming obsessed with never being bloated. A hundred percent. Like, agree. Those are two very, very different things. And I think that sometimes it's easy for people to jump on the diet culture of like obsessed with never being bloated, but it's also easy for people to jump on the train of fuck diet culture of like, well, who cares if you're bloated? Yeah. And, and there is an in-between. It, like, exactly. That's what I'm trying bloated. to say. And like, th- by the way, like that's why we created products that you take on an as need basis. So right. it's not something you obsessively taking every single day of your life. And like, God forbid you forget, you know, because you're fine. Yeah. So like, you know, you take it as you need it. And you know what? Like, even as a founder for me, I don't, always have my things on me, you know, like if I'm going out one night, it's not like I'll remember every single time. Like, okay. Like if I'm a little bloated, fuck it, you know, like it's okay. I'll be fine. (laughs) How, like, are there any non-negotiable wellness things that you do every single day? Yeah. I have a very specific morning routine. Oh, details, please. Okay. So, um, the few parts of it, which I, will like never forego no matter where in the world I am ne- no matter like what is going on in my schedule is um journaling and um movement so like no matter what I'll get outside for a walk or like just like go outside that's like really important and like that's you know if if, if my schedule is like insane maybe that's my movement like mm-hmm. in New York right now I'm here for a week and like we're launching product it's fucking crazy I'm so sure. like I'm not working out as often as I normally do so that walk is my movement and if like on top of that usually like I'll also just go to the gym or like have a workout first thing in the morning as well but like the getting outside for a walk movement that thing and the journaling are like two things that I absolutely cannot give up like it's like my sanity that's how I feel with meditating and journaling I'm like no matter what it's happening. I was at a bachelorette this past weekend and like I stayed up until two. I took full advantage of not having a child, slept until 945, which is the latest I've slept in Love that for over you, a yes. year. But I woke up and I still was like, I just need 20 minutes to myself to quickly meditate or write a few things down. Like those free things. And I, I want to emphasize free, free because so much of the wellness industry has become not free are so important for the, like the benefit of your mental health. And also I know if someone's listening who, you know, we work for ourselves, we create our own schedules. So we have the privilege of being able to fit these things in sometimes, Mm -hmm. but like 
you can fit in five minutes and I refuse to believe anyone that says they can't because then show me your screen time. That's that's the thing. First of all, I really think that the best things in wellness are actually free. Like, you know, like eating vegetables, for example, making sure you're drinking some water. Like these are like free things that we can all do. And like, Mm -hmm. I'm absolutely with you that like, I don't think you have to have a two hour long morning routine. Like if you can, if you want to, that's good. That actually made me more anxious when I had a longer morning routine. I, and I, I do like, I, I, have sometimes an hour long morning routine mm-hmm. and I love that, you know, but I have certain non-negotiables that I just, I simply cannot miss out on. And they're like small, but they keep me sane. And like the days that I don't have it, I notice myself, I don't know, maybe a little bit more anxious, maybe a little bit more off. Yeah. You I know? say quick triggered. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so like, I just get those two free things in and it sometimes like on a busy day, it doesn't have to be so long. We're like, you know, if I'm going on my walk, like, and I have to get on an early morning call, like I'll just get on the call and go up for a walk, you know, but yeah. I won't compromise on those two things because they keep me sane. And I say this all the time. You have to fill up your cup. Like you have to know what helps you and make it a priority. And for me as a new mom, getting up before Liam and having that time to myself to do these quick things is absolutely essential, non-negotiable. Um, thank you so much for coming on here. This was, I'm so happy that we got to meet because I this feel has like- been fun. This has been so fun. And we're going to do a swap for everyone yes. listening. So also make sure you check out SIF's podcast as well. But for people who want more of you, how is the best way that they can support you? So you can follow me on Instagram at SIF Hyder. You can find my podcast, The Dream Bigger Podcast, and you can find Array at Array.com or at Array.co on Instagram and TikTok. Everything will be in the show notes. Sif, thank you so much. Thank you so much. The time has flown. I know, so fast. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I love doing this more than anything in the world. If you could be so kind as to rate and or review the show, share a screenshot on your Instagram story, whatever you feel like doing to show some love, I would really appreciate it. Obviously follow at Pod on Instagram and me at Freckletootie for more content. Thank you for being a part of the FF fam and I hope you have a wonderful day.